Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to special guest, The Resistance Chicks, Part 1. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and today is Wednesday, November 23rd in the year 2022. This is Thanksgiving, eat lots of turkey, take lots of nap, Eve. So tomorrow you should be fat and tired. That's the goal, right? Eat and be merry, then sleep, have more turkey, eat again, go take another nap, get up, eat more turkey, and then all day long, just ponder on the great greatness of turkey, (laughs) pumpkin pie, pecan pie, whatever else you're having, mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, the whole gamut. You know how that goes. Patriots, before we begin, make sure you're taking good care of your wealth. There's This is a time of some critical t- attacks on our infrastructure and all the things that we value and need to survive. This is why we have Birch Gold. Patriots, we are living through a time when inflation is continuing to plague our economy, our families, and our savings. And the irresponsible spending of the left just continues to exacerbate the problem. This year, we witnessed almost every kind of negative economic record, from empty grocery store shelves to 40-year high inflation. Don't let your savings wither away. Hedge against inflation with gold from Birch Gold. Text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 for your free info kit on diversifying into gold. Plus, when you do it this month, by Black Friday, get a free gold bar with every purchase that you make by December 22nd. With almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. Don't allow the left to devalue your savings. Text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 and claim your free info kit from Birch Gold. Again, you can own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account, and Birch Gold will help you do it. Once again, text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold and ensure your eligibility for a free gold bar with every purchase. Secure your future with gold. Do it today. Remember, text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. That's right, Patriots. Text BARDS to 989898. I think it's going to become the most famous promo code on the entire global web. And I like that. Hey, Patriots, I want to give you a great update. Because last night in Fishers, if you haven't heard Fishers, please listen to it. There's a great testimony of giving and a great testimony of need. And one of those, the need story, came from the Lanier family beautiful family that have been working to live their dream of being homesteaders and to break out of the beast system. And they've done, taken a huge risk. They sold everything in Austin. They moved to and bought property in cash in Arkansas. And they had a little rough go, which happens. 
as they have a third child on the way. They have two beautiful girls. Well, this link is under the podcast from yesterday and even today's bended knee. Check it out. But here's the deal. They had a fundraising goal of $11,000 to help them get the, their addition of their house finished, which they're building using cob and, and cordwood design so they can build it all off of what they have in the land. And that started last night. Tonight, here we are, $12,969. We broke the, we broke it, and you did it. All of you did this. This is such an amazing thing. Thank you. This is just a great thing. And this just shows just how much people are willing to work together. And this is a great testimony of us having to stay together, work together, and support each other. This is a beautiful story. I really encourage you to go over and at least just read their story if you, if you are compelled to give, do. Don't be limited by their goal. They're doing great things, and they're really trying to pull together a model where they will live entirely off their land. It's a wonderful story that she wrote. This is Jennifer, and she's due any day now. Uh, she's telling me that uh, she's like 39 weeks pregnant with their third one, so they're, keep prayers up for them as well. But what an amazing statement for his Bard Nation. And I really mean this. So thank you all. She wrote me a really nice note today, and I just want to read you this. She says, hello, Scott. Father God is so good. Praise God. Thank you so much for using your platform to share our story. We are so incredibly thankful. Jeff had the day off today, and we've been buying supplies for the house build. We even went out to lunch to celebrate. This is the first time we've eaten out all year because of budget. We updated our picture on the website for today. This is us. I love how my youngest daughter has the same belly button as me, LOL. Thank you, Scott. God bless Bars Nation, Jenny. So take a look at it. If you get a chance, that link, like I said, is under last night's Fisher's show. It's under the show for um, Bended Knee today, and I'll put it up again under this show and even under Fisher's tonight, so you get a chance. Now, one last thing before we get started. Well, two, actually. One is that tonight's show is a two-parter. The second part will play on Fishers. Instead of Fishers, I'll play the second part tonight on uh, for Fishers. So it'll just be Bards FM Part Two of the of the Resistance Chicks interview. That means we're gonna our chat's gonna be a little shorter after the show tonight. Just so you know, because I yeah I know I gotta finish the edit. Yeah, what can I say? I didn't quite get it all done today, but. Anyway, I was uh, li- literally not exaggerating. I had two office chairs delivered up to the other property in a podcasting studio I'm building for Brad and I, Brad Cummings and I. And UPS or FedEx decided it was a good idea to deliver the chairs and leave them in the barn at half a mile down the hill. <laughs> and my trailer is full of stuff to be hauled to the dump. So I was up there this morning hauling up chairs on a dolly up the mountain so that was good it's worth it what can i say i'll put a picture of myself up on telegram so you can see me hauling the chair up the hill whatever it's good all right patriots one last thing before we go make sure before we get going make sure that you've got a good defense plan for your family this is critical times things are getting serious in our homes and our families are the most important asset we have you know how passionate i am about our constitution and especially the Second Amendment, but just as passionate about being responsible and protecting my family. I discovered the perfect way to train with your firearm in the comfort of your own home and continue to improve your skills. It's called iTarget Pro, and this system is a game changer for me. All I did was download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into my firearm, 
and start training. The system develops muscle memory, reaction speed, side alignment, trigger control, and much more. Right now, save 10% plus get free shipping with the offer code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, when you go to itargetpro.com. With the cost of ammo through the roof, this is the perfect solution for you. That's the letter I, targetpro.com, itargetpro.com. The offer code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. This is something you definitely need. All right, Patriots, that's itargetpro.com. You should promo code BARDS. It's a great, great kiss, Christmas gift for everybody. And since Plague Black Friday is coming up, it's probably a good thing to buy. All right, without further ado, let's get into the interview t- I had, or great conversation, rather, with the resistance chicks. Here we go. Patriots, I am really excited today. We have the resistance chicks on again, and I'm going to tell you, like always, I'm sure we're going to fire it up. We always do. We have such a great conversations in the past, and of course, there's been a lot that has transpired this week in the world of the insane and the Luciferian nut jobs that run this entire global cabal. So, ladies, welcome to the show. How are you? Great. How are you doing, Scott? I hear you've got some steers that are going to get butchered soon. Well, a year from now, we just, I just picked up eight more yesterday. So they're, so they're going to be fed and fattened this next year. We've got, I've got Mm. 15 in my little herd. I'm not a Texas and I'm not like one of those Texas. That's great. It's pretty nice. I love it. So we've got, uh, eight, um, heifers and we've got, um, I guess, what is that? We've got seven calves of different size. It looks like four and three um, in the mix. And then we've, okay. I just picked up yesterday eight steers from a guy locally. So they're wow. at about, they range between 700 and 900 pounds right now. So we'll yeah. feed them this yeah. year and fatten them up for the fall. The, what, the, the 900 pounders will be ready. It's about four of them. We'll be ready by end of summer to butcher, and then we'll go through second phase, which will be a, a late fall butcher next year of another four. And that way we keep our stocks up and um, getting ready for this crazy insanity of the world. That yeah, no, oh, that's in, fantastic. Right? So that's, that's the big push. Beautiful. I mean, I think that the, the criticality of, of food right now is, is very prescient with everything that we're doing, and so that's yeah. why. I'm kind of not playing awesome. Around. Everyone take note. No, yes. I, this is really exciting for me because, you know, we do pigs and we do chickens. Um, we always get our beef from somebody else, but to have a friend that's doing the beef, I mean, that's, it's a, such an exciting thing. Like everybody wants to do beef. I mean, <laughs> who cares about chicken and who cares about pork when you have beef? I mean, seriously, like it is, it's the creme de la creme. This is so terribly exciting for me. I can't believe you live on the other side of the country from us. Uh, so like we can't really get our beef from you, but this it's so exciting. There's nothing for me. more um, satisfying yeah. than growing your own meat, putting it in the freezer and then taking it out. Like and, pulling like, out a steak. Like, yeah, I remember when you were walking around. Me, me and God did that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, that's, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, I'm, I'm not a cow guy, just so I'm clear. I'm learning to be one, but I didn't know anything yeah. about him. I've been really blessed and I think I've told you this story. The um, there was a young man. Um, he's the husband of who was my banker at the bank, and I and the kind of the whole sequence of this. She just offhandedly mentioned one day that he was trying to become a full time rancher, 
So I'm like, okay. And then I kind of asked her, like, does he sell his meat? Because this is long before we had the property. And I shouldn't say long, about a year before we had the property. So once we picked up the property and we had the space, you know, Brad's like, dude, we need to get cattle. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing this, you know. And and so then um, next was one day God's kind of like, you should have listened to Brad, get cattle. So I'm like, okay, I guess we're going to get some cattle. So um, <laughs> I made some calls around and found, and started with the kind of the idea of leasing out the property is where it started from. And I got, found her, she had left the bank and I had to track her down and I called the new loan facility or the new loan business that she works at. And lo and behold, she answers the phone. And I'm like, oh hey, um, you remember me? She goes, oh, hi, Scott. How are you doing? Nice to talk to you. I said, you mentioned your husband was doing cattle and doing, and is, is he interested in, in property leases? She goes, he is looking for land. I'm like, okay, have him get hold of me. So we chatted a bit, and then that led very quickly to let's get some more head up here. And he's like, okay, well, I can find some for you. And then that led to buying 15 actually I bought nine I guess it was nine and two or something like that with the calves and then they were all pregnant it was a really good buy we got a really good buy on them brought them in and then through the summer now we've lost I've told the story we've um one of the uh mama cows went a little nuts and literally he's such a this young man is like somebody you want to have in your business I mean he is He's like old school ethics and he works like crazy, super hardworking guy. And so I, um, he called me one day, he's like, I got to talk to you. And he's, he comes up to the property once or twice a week. And I said, what's going on? And he goes, um, well, cause I don't really know what you want to do, but I was out here today on the ATVs with my dad and the, one of the mama cows tried to literally try to kill us. And then she went crazy and broke the new fence and went off to the other property. And I said, did you shoot her? <laughs> and he's like, well, I would have, but it was yours. I said, round her up. We don't do that. We're, mm -hmm. we're not playing this game. We're going to have a good stock. So that led to him, you know, leading, taking her up. And we had her butchered, you know, and which was kind of interesting because in the sense that we got a chance at kind of chance that they went early taste of our meat, so to speak, right? Because <laughs> yeah. there's like 140 pounds of, of uh, beef sitting up there and um, in, the, in the freezer now and then some other cuts. But she was primarily hamburger. And, um, and mm -hmm. I'm telling you, outstanding. She's all grass-fed. And so all these are grass-fed, all of them. Now, wow. you know, I'm just going to – I'll kind of jump ahead on this thing because it usually comes up. We we're heading towards a place where they will be clean and unvaccinated, but we're not there yet. Mm -hmm. So this is, and I think we've yeah. talked about this before and it's something I think people need to keep in mind. That sounds good, but the reality is that when you're raising animals in this day and domesticated animals for food, there's a lot of other things we're dealing with and we don't really understand. We are having a hard enough time understanding the science of vaccines in human beings right now, let alone mm -hmm. understanding how they are with animals. So like we have a real right. issue of hoof and mouth disease up here because it comes in sure, from the elk sure. and the elk do go right. through the property and there's blackfoot and mm -hmm. there's other things that go on and it's very real. So mm -hmm. the guy that's working this with me is all about getting off of the vaccines, but we've got to have it in place to do so. So he was right. You know, he's calling me earlier in the spring. It's like, what do you want to do? And I said, vaccinate him. 
that's that's what we're going to do, yeah. right? And we'll go through this. I'm working with some people around the country talking about this of how do we raise cattle vaccine free, and it's it's not right. as easy as people think. And I think you all know this. No. Right? Well, it's I mean one of the big things is parasites. So to really do cattle well because they graze, we have to go back to old methods like 1800s. So that means mm-hmm. that one of the processes is to you have to have pigs and chickens. This is one of the ways to do it. So, but you're like right now, they're kind of a, a leave and forget type model. We've got them on about 20 acres of the 80. So they can graze that down. And there's enough, there was so much grass this year that they are still eating off of that, even though we're supplementing with hay. Okay. Wow. That's awesome. And it is amazing. We were very fortunate this year, huge, huge grass growth. But in order to really do this other method, we're going to have to refence because we have to. And refencing for cattle isn't like throwing up a single wire electric. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. we're going to do woven wire and probably two two or three strands because they're big. And when they decide yeah. that they want to move, like we like just like the the heifer the other a few weeks ago when she decided she was going to go nuts, we had just redone the fence with woven wire and two strands. We had a strand of bob wire and I think two strands of electric, as I recall. And she just went through it like nothing. When they decide to yeah. move, that's a 900-pound to 1,200-pound moving object. <laughs> right. <laughs> when it goes through your fences, unless you have the big steel fences, which are just unaffordable, that's what you end up with. So, Right. Um, so we have to, to – the new the way that we're looking down the road is to do where we'll be able to sub uh, – create sub pastures. So in the long term of this, I think the model that I'm beginning to understand pretty well, but there's a lot to build to this is that you're grazing them on say five acre to 10 acre sections. And then you're using pigs behind them, or you can mm-hmm. use sheep, one of the two, and then you use chickens and chicken tractors behind them. But that rotational schedule is, it's pretty demanding. I mean, with everything else. It going is. On, and it's, it's the, it's, it's what we call the Joel Salatin method, the, the, mob, past, the past. mob stock grazing. Yeah. So when you see um, animals in the wild, they will move in 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 like mobs and they'll graze the, the, the grass down. And if you do it just right, it pops back up, up even better than before. If you keep them on too long, then you so know, essentially you're, you're you're, everyone is used to what's called a manure spreader. Right. You have you you want to put nutrients back into the soil. How do you do that? When you bring in the pigs and you bring in the chickens, they act as a, a hands off, mostly manure spreader for you. Right. And so it's it's an absolutely beautiful model, but it does take it's a hands on. It's very model. interesting. Really We've gotten so far away from recognizing that the soil health and the health of uh, your grass and your pastures is vital to raising any sort of any animals. And that's because we are confinement doing confinement operations. The animals are not healthy. They're not happy. And it, it, it's not actually good for the farmer to see animals um, not living their fullest in the, and the life that God's called for them. They, they can't just throw a cow out on any old pasture. And that used to be true. But because of what we've done, like like Leah said, the pasture doesn't have the, the correct nutrients. How do you put those back? The model that you're talking about is exactly how you repair. Soil health is what you're trying to do. And that right. is, that's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah, that, And that is, I mean, that is our main goal. I mean, I will say this, that we're, there's enough, um, 
natural grass. I mean, it's been seeded before, but just what's there. The quality of the hay is actually really good. Now, we're not doing, I have a friend down in Georgia who is really into the science of small pasture, high protein grass and hay. And he does an amazing job as long as the weather cooperates, right? Um, right. <laughs> but it's also real expensive is and time consuming. And, and that's what yeah, he does, right? Yeah, yeah. Because right. the seeds are not cheap, and we know this. I mean, just the just on a normal market, right. the seeds aren't cheap. But as an example, right. this year, um, well, it was that's an amazing story in itself because he had his early crop. He had seeded and it was growing, and and it was re- getting close to being able to be hayed, and the heat got up so high it literally burned it and scorched it. He got zero hay wow. out of his first crop. This was part of that whole heat wave that hit Texas and southern the southern yeah. states. Okay. So he was pretty dejected. He's like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do because he had already reduced his his cattle herd down. I think he was running about 50 head. And he's done like everybody else in that whole belt down there. They reduced down to their core stock, which we'll talk about in yeah. a minute because that's a really important discussion to understand what's really happening in the beef industry. And the timing oh, of it yeah. can't be missed because they're not going out of business, but you're getting – this is where like those of the evil hand of, of Satan are trying to jump in and cut them off at the pass, if you will, ambush them right. and ambush uh-huh. us. But anyway, um, so he had a second round. The weather got better. His hay grew back. He, he got to a really good level to cut. He went out and he cut it and tethered it. And then as it, uh, as he went to that to bed that night, a storm moved in like no storm no. and just soaked his hay. And we all know what that means. No. means your your yeah. hay is now going to rot on the ground, right? Now listen right. to this. This is the most amazing story because I was talking to him and I'm like, okay, dude, so how are you doing? And he's like, well, I'm actually doing pretty well. He says, but I'm going to tell you a little story. So this is it. He goes, he tells me all to that. And he says, and it rains. And he says, I get up in the morning and he says, I'm looking at all this hay that I need to keep my cattle going for the winter. And he said, it is just soaked. And he goes, mm. I just get on the tractor and I, he says, I pray to father God. And he says, God, if you don't want me to do this, he says, I'm running into so right. many obstacles. I'm ready right. to step off and quit right now. He says, I'm just, I'm right. ready. I'm ready to stop. And he says, God just tells him, he says, no, I want you to keep going and ignore it. Mm. So he says, Okay. He says, so he did. So he went through and he, he retethered it. And he said the heat got insane. Like he had never, like heat, and I've been in southern Georgia. So this is like heat like you can't believe, but it was dry heat. And he said, Scott, he said, you wouldn't believe it. He said, the hay literally was drying on the ground as I was tethering. By the time he finishes wow. the day, wow. this is unheard of. I mean, this is this is miracle stuff, yeah. right? So yeah. we, we need to acknowledge it because this is where, we sometimes say like, you know, where are there miracles or are there miracles? Because we like to believe yeah. in, that the supernatural doesn't exist, which we know is a lie. Right. But right. he literally went from being at a point in the morning where he was ready to watch his entire, I think it's like 100 acres, which is not small, and cut, be done and, and toast. Yeah. And by the end of wow. the day, it was all in great shape, dried, and he said it's literally dry like it was, and he was able to bale it, and and now he's got hay for the winter. That's amazing, right? Oh wow, so. that is a miracle. And you you bring up a really good point. Kind of this 
this Old Testament God of miracles that we right. hear about, and it feels like we don't see it. But honestly, if that story were to be written down, you would call it a miracle. Yes. It's all in your perspective. When your eyes are open to see into the spirit realm of what God is doing, we see layer upon layer upon layer of miracles, but the world and the powers that be would have us just chuck it all off as, oh, that's just life. That's a coincidence. That's just a happenstance, happens chance, whatever, how you say that. Like this is, this is an absolute miracle Miraculous story should be written down for the ages because he was having a conversation with God. You see, that's, and that's, that's the difference. Right. And that's it because he didn't quit. You know, we, we, we really live in the world of men so to use that framework. Yeah. And we like to like something goes wrong and we're like, dude, I can't deal with it. I can't I can't fix it. I, I, I. There is no mm. I in God and there is no me in God. But this is in that moment, he does the exact thing that every one of us should always be doing. And he just turns to the Lord and he says, I don't know what you want me to do here. You know, I'm, I'm kind of at my end. And it was like, you're okay. I got you. But if we don't yeah. ask and if we don't reach, how do we expect to receive? Right. There's this, there's this interesting story that was told and it was actually, I think, Travis Graham, Pastor Travis Graham told it, as I recall, down in this. It was not a story. It was a perspective. So let me be clear. This is not a true story, but it's a perspective. And he said, I want you to think about the person that's saying that they want to they want to win the lottery. So they pray and they pray and they pray. And they're like, Lord, I want to win the lottery. And so finally they get to a place where they're losing everything. And, and they turn to God and they're like, God, I've been praying and I'm losing everything now. And I'm... I, I, what am I to do? I, you couldn't, you didn't deliver me into the help of the lottery. And God says, and I, at some point God says, okay, in this story, but I mean, God says to him, you need to buy a ticket. And I think this is the great thing here because it's like, okay, like, what do you expect? God's going to go up to the counter, buy your ticket for you, get your little lottery ticket. Now I'm not, Trust me, I'm not big on lotteries and I'm not big on praying for lottery wins. But my point being in all this and the point of the story was if we aren't taking the step forward in God to go, okay, yeah, here's my action. This is what I talked about last night is like we've got to stop with the fantasies that are around us. And there's a ton of them right now of the fantasy mm-hmm. island vision of the world. La plane, the plane. You know, and it's like literally <laughs> – I mean, it's, it's what we are living in. I, I have, and people are painting these fantasies because I really believe that the worship is so big on whether it's Trump or on the devolution or on whatever crazy nut theories out there. And they aren't, they're yeah. afraid that if they don't have it, their life is going to fall apart and they're not just turning to God and going, okay, let's get real. This is where we are. Here's real. Food is going up in cost radically. Locally, yeah. a head of lettuce now is at four and a half dollars a lettuce head. That's insane. Okay, that's a combination wow. of dollar dropping, increased cost in delivery, and to market, and shortages. Those are a combination of things. Real milk is going up. I think milk is now six or eight dollars a gallon in some yeah. markets. It's crazy, right? And that's that's a fun regular milk. Regular milk. Not right? even raw milk. Not even raw. Raw is crazy. I just saw the raw milk of the other day was twelve or fourteen a gallon, right? So we're wow. seeing costs 
grow exponentially. And we're in this denial of like, okay, well, somebody is politically going to step in and fix it all for us, or the military is going to swoop in, mm. or like you heard me go, I did it on the show too. Like, you know, Space Force is jumping from the moon, and we're going <laughs> to land, and we're all going to run out there with our peanut butter and jelly to meet them with saltine crackers and have a little have a little campfire chit-chat as they wipe out the evil nemesis and they arrest everybody and the internet goes dark, and then we're all going to have our 10 days of darkness, and med beds are going to be dropped from the sky, and everybody's going to get healthy. I mean, this this is just this visceral nonsense that has been out there, that has been inculcated and injected into the dialogue and the belief system of the patriot movement to where we were at the point of as insane as the left. We really are in a certain dimension. Yeah. The left is over here going, yeah. we're all going to drive an Elon Musk car. We're all going to be in debt. We're all going to get a UBI. There's plenty of lithium in the world, which there isn't. Mm-hmm. And we're all going to have a battery charge lifestyle right. with, with renewable energy right. that is more polluting than the other. But that's okay because we're going to save the planet because we're the parasites. And you're like, wow, that's a fantastic little pipe dream. Wonderful. You're all stupid. So then you shift over to here to the other side and it's like, we're all going to have med beds and it's going to be good. And it's going to be this new great technology and it's going to be free energy mm. and it's all going to be coming from Trump. And he's coming to the, he's the yeah. secret guy that's behind the Tesla real patents and his, his grandfather had yeah. this, his uncle had this. And what Trump's doing right now is he's really hiding his real intentions from the enemy and they don't know each other. And he's going to go say, I mean, like, when does this nonsense stop? Seriously. And I, I really kind of hit my peak, yeah. like no more this week. I'm like get yeah. real you don't get real yeah you're not going to have food and you're not going to have an ability to function in society because you're not going to have an ability to trade yeah. and then what are you going to start going like where's my med bed as you don't have enough food to feed your child i mean where's where do we stop i'm so i'm so glad that you know it, there's so many things going on in the world right now you know with the ftx and the crypto cr- falling down and the arizona craziness and trump announcing and we started out this show with talking about some cows and 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 spent I don't know how long talking about cows because that is the most important thing. And, you know, I, I found something because I have a small Twitter account that I had from 2012 that I reactivated after my two were taken down just because there's a lot of stuff that goes on in Twitter that you can't get anywhere else. And I found since Elon has um, taken over, there is a lot of interaction that happens that I I didn't know. Like my even my little account that never did anything wrong was being uh, shadow banned. My point is to say uh, I made a post um, on I, I made a comment on somebody's post and I, I mentioned something about being God fearing and. Um, a lot of people agreed with it, but I was so shocked to see how many people said, you know, talked about your space God and why fear God. And, and it was so dark. It's so dark there. And I was, I was thinking, God, how I, I can't just like, you can't talk to a person like that and, and convince them that you exist. <laughs> well, I'm actually really glad. And you are too, to see all of this infrastructure crumble around mm-hmm. us oh, yeah. because one thing that we are missing is a is a good old fashioned fear of God. When you needed God to help with your crops, right? You need you had to know that God existed because there was somebody controlling whether your hay gets soaked or whether your hay it dries out, whether your calves die or whether your calves live. All and of so, that stuff is in the hand of God, and so whether you eat or not is dependent upon that of the fear of God is that 
you're going to do what's pleasing to God right. so that he will take care of you. Come on. Okay. That's the essence. It's not like, oh my gosh, I'm so afraid that if I, you know, if I make a mistake here, God's going to strike me with lightning. That's not the fear of God. The fear of God is what the pilgrims had, where if uh, they ha- they were in a drought and so they fasted and they prayed and then they got a, a, a light drizzle for two weeks. And, you know, the Native Americans were like, wow, your God's real. So that's the kind of fear of God we have to have where if things aren't going right. We are questioning our own moral standing and and maybe there's something in our lives and you've been doing a lot of of research and and getting in on deliverance maybe there's something in our lives that needs to come out so that god can bless us but we're in an artificially um artificially kept up world right so that propped up world so that with the financial systems and electricity and and all these all these things that you think are, are here to save you, they actually distance you from God, from meeting God, from having a relationship with God, uh, from needing to talk to him on a daily basis because you can just flick on your lights. And so, guys, the I know every time I I, I talk about how, you know, things are going to collapse or things are going to go this or the Democrats are doing crazy things. A lot of my viewers are like. That's so bad. I'm like, no, it's so good. It's interesting because when you were telling the perspective um, story from Pastor Graham, I was thinking to myself, I wish that I kind of knew where the story was headed, but I was wishing it was going to go here where you're asking God, God, I want to live, win the lottery. And he's losing all of his stuff. And God's looking at him going, you are winning the lottery. The less of this stuff that you have, the more blessed you are. And that's where our society does not understand what's coming. So I can come on our show and say, guys, what's coming is amazing. We've got God's great reset and it's going to be awesome. And life is going to get so much better. And we're going to have all this revival. But at the same time, also say it's going to get really, really bad. And it's going to be really, really painful because we don't understand what real blessing is and mm. what we're going to have to go through in order to get to it. Well, we have to does let that make go. sense. Oh, absolutely. We've got yeah. we. We've become so such believers in the institutions of men that we're yes. we're putting that first before our relationship in God. I mean, I go back to the story of my buddy in Georgia, and, and and that's where I mean he hits the moment. He could he could walk away. He has a lot of choices there, right? But he instead he's he's sitting on the tractor, going, "All right, Father, go forward or stop," because it's like I'm at yeah. my end now. I'm I'm ready to just park the tractor. It's been a rough year. It's been a rough couple of years. I'm ready to throw in the keys because apparently I'm not doing something right where you want me to be. Mm. That's the humility before father. Sure. And I don't yeah. know what you want me to do. So it, the response Bingo. is you're doing fine, but it's the mm. acknowledgement. We don't give enough strength in the power of the acknowledgement or including father yeah. in our decisions. We do the decisions, and I, I've talked a lot about this. We go through these decisions. A great example of this is the business plan. Someone builds a business plan. They go through all the design, all the financing, all the market research, and then they go, okay, let's pray on it. It's like, hmm, that's a completely upside-down model. How about this? Oh, exactly. Let's, let's pray on it and let God lead us to how this is supposed to be working so he's involved from the beginning. That's our government right now. That is exactly what it is. We've got these candidates. They put themselves up and then we pray who we should vote for. No, 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 no. That is totally inverted. Um, And then to get, yeah, to get back to like the the Twitter thing, I'm thinking about these guys who are just so anti-God, very hateful and really dark things that they would say back against God. And so, but my spirit said, just you wait because 
you're going to need him. There's no atheists in foxholes. And there's a there's not a lot of atheists when you're starving and you're hungry or things are going crazy or you're in the middle of like nuclear war or crazy things that are going around you. Um, I do believe we're getting to a place where those who are trusting in God will be seen to have the hand of God and the hand of blessing on them in the midst in the midst of it because you're going to god is always ever present and ready to help anyone who calls upon him i don't care if you've been an atheist your whole life if you turn and you repent and you truly call upon him with your whole heart and you turn and repent he is ready like with the you know prodigal son to, to receive you back but if you're mocking him if you if you don't even care that he exists uh you we we want to get to the place where the atheists need god which means we're going to need him too. Oh, but you know, this is really interesting because we're going to, I want to get into this Trump speech a bit, which is, I mean, I've, I've hit on it a lot Let's this do week. do it. But, but I want to, I It's going to be glorious, a, Scott. Well, <laughs> it's going to be glorious. So I listened to a clip this morning from it. And I'm going to give him a little bit of chops here because he went pretty straightforward to the point that while there are people waking up, they still don't understand the magnitude of what is happening to them and what's happening to this country and the world. And see, yeah, this is yeah, to the point of there's going to have to be some pretty dark times ahead in order for us to be freed. And this is right. where those in faith that walk in faith, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but you're going to be in a much better place to endure this and the relationship Bingo. with God is going to bring you through this. Walking in the desert, yeah, I. you can talk all day about how they have mana. It's still walking in the desert, okay? And, yeah. and that's right. No, that's really good. Right? That's really good. So when we get to the place where we all start to appreciate that just mana is a gift and thank you, Father, for something that simple, yeah. then we can talk about yeah. the land of milk and honey. But until oh, that's so good. I mean, right now we have it. We're all are all looking like, oh, you know, like, and, and this is this is. I'm gonna ding myself and everybody else that preps because we all do it, right? Because I'm just saying it's like we do our basics, and then we're like, wow, we got to have some fun stuff. I got to make sure I have this, and I got to have that. I got to get extra batteries. I got to get extra this. I got to get extra that. And Chocolate. after a while, you sit back and you're like, this all works fine for a year. Maybe two. I know, exactly. I know, I know, I know, I know. Right? But are you building a model that's truly sustainable for the rest of your life? Are you doing that? And no, I, I, I can't I'm balancing chocolate. this There's all any... the time. I think, you know, I've told you, and I, I'm just like part of my thing of rebuilding my entire construction kit, my entire garden kit. Everything is manual tools. I have a couple power mm -hmm. systems we've been brought in. Chainsaw, yes. Got a couple of them. Power mowers, got a couple of them. Got it. But the fundamentals, I'm still trying to get my size so I can hand cut the grass, right? I mean, the, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, real yeah, about yeah. this, right? Like I just, we're, we're designing out the, the butchery for the property. No mechanical, no uh, automatic electric lifts, all manual chain lifts. Everything is that way. Not and perfect. like Mark does at, at Baker's Green Acres, I mean, we're going to have refrigeration, but I'm gearing towards like, what do we, what if we don't? So what does that mean? That's right smokehouse that's curing stations that's using lard dip or salt or whatever we're going to do yeah what are we going to do right. because if we don't do this and prepare this way we're just all we're doing is playing the game of like this is a temporary little ripple in the in the sand and it's not 
This is a this is a true reset. Yeah. And to, to throw a little uh, prepping resource in here, and then we can get back to more of the philosophical version of it. Uh, when it comes to preservation and refrigeration, do not discount the power of the ice house, right? So we have Amish that we get our raw milk from and stuff, and they buy, they have bought, I should say, to make their their giant above ground out uh, ice house with big foam blocks, right? Three They're feet. about three feet thick, and every winter they wait for the their local pond to get thick enough and they literally cut blocks of ice and they store that thing. And then all throughout the entire year, throughout the whole summer and winter, when our milk gets dropped off at our milk drop, there are hunks of like pickaxed ice in coolers that they deliver our, so that ice keeps them for the entire year. And they have refrigeration just from that ice house. My dad was telling a story about this in Custer, Montana when he grew up. So this would be the forties and into the early 50s, right? And it's interesting you said that because we were talking about the ice house the other day and the ice boxes in the house. They literally would go out, same thing, Yellowstone River, cut the big slabs of ice, drag them in, and then cover them with sawdust. So you had these places where they would have deep layers of ice covered in sawdust, and then even in the middle of the summer, they could go in and chip out a chunk of ice for you. We don't even think that way. Yeah. We're like, how do we keep ice? This is our response now. How do we keep ice if we don't have electric refrigeration? (laughs) It's like, I don't know. (laughs) You know, I don't know how they did it before, right? It it works really well if you've got, if you, if you live in an area that does get below freezing, you know, that's true. Uh, So if you're, if you, we can't help the Floridians with this. I'm sorry. Yeah. But it does work well if you have freezing. And we, we went one uh, winter without electricity and we actually made ice in an apartment. We made ice on, on, our bal- on our balcony and we put it in our cooler and we kept things cold uh, for a decent time until we stopped getting cold weather. Uh, so that was a practice. I look back on certain things God has asked us to do and I'm like, oh, that's why you had me do that. And okay. So, and I know we're <clears throat> jumping around here like a bunch of rabbit trails, but that's okay. This is kind of how our conversations with Scott go on the phone anyway. <laughs> um, but, but speaking to why, like, a lot of times we get in the situation and the rain has soaked our hay and we wake up the next morning and we're like, well, this is it. This is the end. You know, whether it's uh, the midterm elections or 2020 or whatever, we are so prone and predisposed to want to give up. But then deep down inside, there's the whole like a lot of people when they go to try to commit suicide or something, they can't go through with it because inevitably you're going to come up for air. Because it's the human reaction. And a lot of people, I think, are in that moment of they want to give up. We're in the despair, but you've got to come up for air. And once you come up for air, you can stop and think and then ask God, maybe, God, what am I not seeing what's coming tomorrow? Maybe this isn't bad. And I actually got a word from God. I don't know if, if it means anything to you guys. I was praying about this show and I was like, just really praying that you guys would be blessed and filled with the Holy Spirit, because I know that most of you are down and you're 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 trudging through and you're at like the you know, you're in Navy SEALs training and you want to ring the bell and I get it. Um, <laughs> you've been fighting so hard for so long. OK, and I was thinking about this, this little Twitter thread that I've been on and nobody has has had I have had no engagement on Twitter at all. I just for a very long time. And now my I have notifications and I'm and then I was surprised to see so many hateful notifications. And then it dawned on me and the Lord said, Leah, when it came to the censorship, I was protecting you and the other patriots. I needed you guys to go 
and create your own special places because you were too involved in fighting these tiny little bickering things like how much time could i spend and i'm not doing it just writing back some stupid troll on the existence of god okay we were wasting our time come on okay on these little tiny stupid fights with people Mm -hmm. on social media and so god himself I'm not even kidding you has taken just like with Pharaoh, just like with other things in the old Testament where it is wrong and it is the bad guy, but what the bad guy intended for evil, which the bad guys, you know, they threw Daniel into the lion's den. Actually God closed the mouths of the lions. And then as a result, the King himself, he did not want to throw Daniel into the lion's den, but he had made a decree and he was tricked into doing it. And he's like, Daniel, Daniel, has your God saved you? And he's like, don't worry. My God has saved me. And Daniel comes out. And then the king says, all those people that tricked me into putting you into the to the lion's den, I'm go. throwing them in there. And just to show the miracle of it, like with the hay, right? This wouldn't The hay thing wouldn't have happened for anybody else. Somebody could say, oh, well, maybe those lions just didn't want to eat Daniel. Well, guess what? The other guys went in there and the, di- and, the, and the lions ate them and shredded them and their families to pieces. Okay, so that's when you see the miraculous hand of God. And so God said that I have herded you into a safe place where you would have only good comments and good interactions because all that other stuff you were you weren't fighting the 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 big guys you weren't taking them down and so as we've been in what would seem to be an echo chamber it's not an echo chamber it is the body of christ and we are whirling together and we are getting we are getting the news that we truly need into each other and we are able to share this information and we're able to pray together and get together because i tell you what it's hard to have negative comments it's hard to and they roll through your brain and so Hey, I'll take it, you know, with my Facebook only having good comments, because that's what we right now we're in a place that God has protected us on this social media for a while to get us what I was literally after all these stupid comments. Um, I literally thought to myself, thank God for Scott. Thank God. No, no, seriously. The, the, the shock that you get God, that you understand him, that you reverence him, that you love him, that you seek him. I literally, my heart was overwhelmed with gratefulness for a Scott Kesterson, for a Brad Cummings, for men and women who want to seek God. And so what we've done is we pulled all of our troops out for training. Come on. Okay, so we are we're off of those other social media platforms so that we can be trained so that we can be cleansed so that because, guys, we didn't write we weren't raised in a Christian society, but we actually have to run one. That's good. That's good. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I could go on and on. We weren't raised in a Christian society, but we have to run one. So we're coming together. We're we're doing the whole founding fathers things like how do we do this whole Christian thing again after it's been torn down, after it's been filled with ickiness and grime? How do we go? Because the world is so evil. How do we fix it? And so you and I are having conversations just like the founding fathers. And like, how are we going to do this? And God, through these conversations, is revealing to us how we're going to run this planet after the great reset. But so that's really key because I think that, um, and this kind of takes us right to the Trump speech and it's, uh, there's some pieces there that are really big. And, and part of that is that there's a, there is a, uh, a miscalculation or maybe a miss, uh, misalignment with the true sense of what it is to make America great. Because in that speech, mm. There is no, in God we trust, there is no God bless America, Mm. there is no God. Okay, 
and mm-hmm. I and I have a real problem with this, and this is, um, and I've talked a lot about it this week, so this is not new to the channel, but I wanted to definitely have this conversation with you guys because I know you were, you were doing some commentary that night on on a on a show, right? On on that, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of as we started earlier or discuss, said earlier, there's a lot of narration out of pure fantasy that's going on in this. Yeah. Um, for all the hours spent this week of decoding the secret messages within the Trump speech, which by the way, um, just so I say it, because for those people that listen to this garbage about how he didn't say 2024, yes, he did go back and listen to it. So just Thank so we're you, clear, Scott. And, the, and this nonsense about how, well, maybe he's going to be 2023 elections. There's some really good awakening happening on the more traditional Anon side of Patriots. And seriously, congratulations, great work. Thank goodness you're out here because they are literally hammering now, going on the offensive to hammer the silliness of all of these illusions that have been being painted. And that includes devolution. Good. This includes devolution. They're going after Patel Patriot for his stuff. And I don't blame him because I'm not a big fan of these things. And my biggest issue is this. Look, and I said it last night. Every one of us, every one of us got in a point where we got swept up with the idealisms and the hope that this would be a very quick, fast turn. Part of that is we never understood. <laughs> I know, right? Right. And part of it is right. we never understood the depth of this evil. And I, and then when until we got a glimpse of it, Kind of like, wow, this is right. massive. It's right. And after 2020 and, and on starting on November 4th, I was one of them. They just couldn't comprehend that there wasn't going to be some sort of retribution for the stealing of the yeah. vote that was right before us. So I fully expected that by January 20th, President Trump would be back in office. And I equally suspected that, that there'd be some other mechanisms in place, even by as late as March. But that quickly. But you know what? Well, I just want to insert to that. What happened was we were, and I will readily admit this, even though I had all my faith in God, there was a a big chunk that had faith that Trump was going to do what we all knew was was well within his power to do. And so I think that that's why it failed because we didn't have a hundred percent in God. We were at like 75%. This is going to be God. But part of us in our flesh was going, but Trump has the power. He can take care we of We were too focused. And we trusted in that. Our, I just wanted focus, to add that. Our, well, our focus wasn't yeah. on God as a nation. Our focus was on Trump fix right. it. And it went, our prayers. There exactly. you go. Everybody kept looking to Trump as a savior. Guys, the Revolutionary War was declared uh, April 19th, 1775. It was officially over September 3rd, 1783. And you know what else? That You know what the founding fathers had going for them that we didn't? The entire country had been raised in school according to the principles of Jesus Christ. So if you think that you're going to fix this this country in less than eight years, sending your kids to a godless pagan uh, educational system and somehow you're going to fix this country right now, I have burning inside of me. I I don't want to be angry and I don't want to be judgmental, but you will never fix a nation if your children are not schooled and raised with the Bible, the Bible being the main textbook of your life, okay? There's no way you can ask for God's blessing. Oh, where's God? Where's God? No, where are you with God? God's here. 
You're over there sending your kids to be indoctrinated by TikTok transgender teachers. See, that okay? would be go to thefoundersbible.com promo code BARDS. I'm kidding. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Founders Bible. Exactly. We just talked to, to, to Brad about that. But I'm going to tell you guys what. We can fix it. God's going to, God grades on the curb, uh, kind of. And if you read the Bible, you know, ah, well, these guys are doing really bad. And so you're doing better. But here's the thing. We have to pull out of the number one thing we have to pull out of is your kids out of the system. Yes. Because I'll tell you what, you think these these Democrats, and these lefties, these satanic hordes overnight created transgender teachers? No, they started in the early 1900s with the compulsory educational system, pulling God out a little at a time, a little at a time. So then the upper universities became less godly, less godly, less godly. And then, and it, and it went down to where now you're just looking and all these parents, God bless you for going to your school board meetings. Okay. You know why you, you, you pull your kids out and then you go to the school board meetings for the other kids that are stuck in there. But if you're still sending your kids there, you might as well just shoot yourself in the foot and shoot your kids in the foot because you're, you're literally generation Z came out in this election. Okay, despite the fraud in the ballots, we probably could have won this except for Generation Z coming out here and being so indoctrinated, so brainwashed by this system, by the public school system. And you think somehow that you're going to just talk about I can't even (laughs) I'm getting it. You're doing good, though. Here's here's the deal. Okay, uh, but I want to step on some more toes if I can. Well, go ahead. Uh, and I don't but know. I'm that just going to read this to you. Hold on. I'm going to read this to you because we're going to close out Leah's comments there with this parody on how stupid we've become. All right. Okay, carry, yeah, carry on. So 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 proud of our six year old son. He's came out as a pirate. We've known since he was two months old. Children's Hospital agreed to pop out an eye for his patch, slice off a hand for his hook, and saw off his leg for a peg leg. His pronouns are P and irate. We are so proud. His choice. <laughs> this is awesome. This is that literally is where we're at. Right. This is how stupid we become. I mean, as a society. Ne- and it, so here's the deal. And I just, I'm going to push it to you, it. Michelle. But here, here's the thing. I just want to say this. It's. I know there's a lot of people that say, I would never let this. I hate transgenderism. I hate this. I agree. But folks, the problem is, as a culture, we're still allowing it to happen. There has to come a point when we literally draw the line and say no more at any cost. Because children that are being allowed to do this mutilation of their parents, and we do this like, well, it's their parents who are raising them. Actually, no. Because God trusted us to ensure that the children were protected. Jesus made that very, very clear not to harm the little ones. And that didn't say uh, parents don't harm the little ones. It was a general, large, broad-spectrum statement. Don't harm the little ones. And those who harm the little ones or lead them to even deceptive thoughts would be better off to have a millstone around their neck and cast to the sea than to be have to face Father God. I mean, I don't know how much more clear we can make it. So, we are, as a society, we have a collective responsibility and accountability, hence nations will be judged. Michelle? Yeah. No, that's so good. I, I, I've never heard a parody like that. That's so fitting. I, I'm stealing it because that is exactly what's happening. And we think, 
Like even in like you're even us as Christians, we look at what they're doing with the transgenderism. And there is amongst the the Christian community, I know some confusion of just trying to just love these children as they are. This is put on them. You need to take that parody and understand it's not really a parody. We could get to the place where that would actually be legal. If they can cut off the the genitals of your children, there's no stopping them at their eye or their hand or their leg. So, um, but the other thing that I wanted to do to step on toes, Oh, and I don't mean this to step on toes. I mean this as an ab- admonition. The Bible says the, uh, who the father loves, he chastens and he corrects. And that's and it's not comfortable. It shouldn't be this way, but it is. It's not enough to pull your kids from the public school system. It's not enough to send them to a private school, a Catholic school, a Christian school. You need to pull them from the system altogether. And then I'm going to step on some more toes. If people, if your friends, if your children's friends and their parents do not look at you and go, that family is overprotective, you're not doing enough. We we live in a society where being overprotection overprotective probably isn't even protective enough. We're in hell right now. And and one bad apple doesn't just spoil the bunch. It throws it into a pile of complete rot. And so your kids playing video games or hanging out with any other child who does not wake up and your their family sits down at the at the table and reads the Bible is going to be spoiled. I ha- I was raised by a Christian mom. Okay, but I have memories of just one instance being with another kid and my innocence was stolen. Okay, I don't mean like crazy raped molestation stuff. I just mean conversations. The innocence of my mind was stolen by something that another child who was a bad apple who looked like a good one on the outside stole something from me. So if we want to raise up John Adams and Thomas Jefferson's, you need to be as overprotective as you possibly can. And I can promise you, your child will not turn out deformed or retarded or socially inadequate. They will turn out as a Thomas Jefferson or or a John Adams. Will we get one day where it doesn't have to be that way? Yes, but we are not there today. And a lot of parents are wrong, but I just don't want my kids to miss out on stuff. Well, do you want them to be raised to be a righteous man or woman? Or do you just want them to have a good time in childhood and meanwhile have their innocence stolen? We are not doing enough to protect our little ones. And I can tell you something, parents, you will be held responsible for the protection of your children and who you allowed them to be around and what they did to steal your child's innocence, even if it's just mentally. We were sorry. We're in. No, there's no apologies. I think it's dead on. I think this is the problem we're having, and this is kind of where I was going with this whole week, is that we don't want to face truth. So if we're walking with right. truth, I, I mean, we'll just put it like this. To walk in love, we have to walk in truth. And if we're going to speak truth, really many times it hurts. But that's love. Love also yeah. is tough love. And if we don't start recognizing that love is not always like roses and the new, you know, the latest edition of your favorite magazine and we're all happy. I mean, let's get real. Okay. It's not going to be the new things you buy on Amazon. That's just material satiation to fill the void and gaps that you have in your deeper relationship with father, God and kingdom. But when we're talking about love, that's love, which you just laid out. It's like, look, I mean, do, if you need to, if people need to hear the preface I love you. Great. Guess what? We love you. Now listen up. 
right because like i'm i love you and i'm about ready to smack you upside the head as my dad would say with a velvet covered mallet it was just the most awesome <laughs> metaphor ever i always love it because he'd be like and and you know and when you see that sort of conversation work people will sit there and in complete disagreement with you but you do your delivery is so smooth and so nice they go oh yeah oh oh yeah oh Oh, I, I hadn't know. thought about it that right. way. And then I as they go away. That. You do it really well, Scott, actually. <laughs> I have a good teacher. It was my dad. I mean, it's quite literally, I mean, it's, okay. I, I do it most of the time until I just go on my tirade, like I have for the last couple nights, just on the ridiculousness of following the insanity. So we. Okay, it, let's get back to the speech because I, I got you off track there. No, I'm but sorry. you didn't. You didn't because it all lines in. This is what I'm saying. We're talking about love. We're talking about truth. Yeah. And there's accountability in all this. Everything we're talking about here is talking about get your head into the moment and the reality of where we are. I don't want to, we don't have to dissect Trump's speech. There's some certain things that we have to be acknowledging of. There was no consideration, grace, or humility before God in that speech. There was none. Okay. I don't care. You only use the word glorious and everyone's hanging on that. Right. So big deal. It didn't say God. It didn't say he humbled himself before God. It didn't say this nation needs God. It didn't say that we need to repent as a nation before God. None of that happened. So if you're not going to acknowledge God, you're going to lose your anointing. Yeah, I'm just going to give the lens, and this is something that uh, Brad and I were talking about the other day, and, I, and I, I'm in full agreement because if you have not ever tried to do rallies, I have, or big assemblies like Bards Fest or big pulling into big revivals, you don't appreciate how hard it is to get numbers. People don't just magically yeah. yes. show up, okay? You know from yeah. your event in, in Plymouth, right? We end up with yeah. great groups that come usually, but to get the numbers that Trump is having just like out of nowhere, they weren't paid for, they weren't purchased, and actors like most of Obama and Hillary's were, yeah. they were real sincere people. All right, there's a resonance exactly. that's happening there in the heart, and that means that however you want to frame this, whether you want to call it anointing to God or whether you want to call it that God is using him, nonetheless, Ooh. there is the there's the force of the Holy Spirit there that's drawing people in. Something is there that they need. Yes. Right? Okay. What happened to Marilago? In my opinion, and I will tell you that Brad Cummings and I share this opinion together. Trump lost his anointing. What we witnessed <laughs> was a speech that was literally, as I called it the other night, dead cat bounce. It is literally, no matter, you can throw a cat from the top of a building, a dead one, and, and this is where it comes from because it's Wall Street, depending on how you can have a super high stock price. And even if it bottoms out, it'll still bounce up to something, but it's never going to bounce yeah. up to what it was. And there, the framing of that is always even a dead cat can bounce. So it was a dead, it was <laughs> wow. a dead cat bounce. All right. Okay. I have seen so much ripple from this on social media. One of the accounts that I follow, it's, it's TikTok um, news and humor. And it, it's a count of about 13, 14,000 people on telegram, which we all know is not an easy number to get to. It takes a lot of work. The guy has not been on telegram. Not, telegram's yeah. tough. Right. And he, this guy just did great work. Okay, I love what he does because he just scours TikTok every day and puts out the latest news, puts out the great humor, provides great work in, in his faith. He's just dedicated. 
Last night he announced he's done. And the reason he's done is he said, my heart's broken. I just don't have any energy left. If you're wondering what the effect of Trump's speech is and you want to paint these ridiculous narratives, start looking at the people that have been so dedicated in going here. I'm not going to say he's in the right place, okay? But I think he is at the same time. He's going to go through some reflection, I hope and pray, that he's going to realize that his worship was on the wrong point. It was never about Trump. It should have always been about God. And this is where I really found home on this. What we are witnessing right now in a nation is a gift with Trump's speech. It was literally the flattest, most boring speech he's ever given. It was it, it was pathetic. Yeah. But here's what, back to what you were saying earlier, Leah, then I'll throw it to you guys. God gave us a gift. It's a tremendous gift. And what he did is he said, I'm pulling the anointing. I'm I'm. I'm saying this in the sense, I shouldn't say like God did this. I should say it is as it appears, if we look at this, you can almost see this as if God said, look, you all keep worshiping him. I'm going to pull the anointing. Now watch and see what you see. Because when yeah. that happens, what do you see? It was like, that was boring. What happened to the, what happened to the Trump of 2016? It's like, it's the same guy that's yeah. always been there, folks. He just doesn't mm-hmm. have me now. Boom. Now, where do you want to be? Wow. Eyes on me or eyes on him well patriots we're going to be back with the second part of that tonight for fishers and i think you'll enjoy it it's another about 45 minutes to 50 minutes of resistance chicks which they're always in true form when they come on this show always enjoy them but i hope you enjoyed that that's um I always enjoy having them on the show because we really do a lot of fun conversations i think these are some things just to really ponder and think about also, tomorrow we have Pastor Brad Cummings on, which I'm looking forward to. And then on Friday we have Seth Holhouse from uh, Man in America. So it's a nice week of good shows. And, and that uh, hopefully will be, well, they're all family friendly. But it might be good, like if you're sitting with that liberal cousin or sister or brother after you've given them their my pillow and you tell them, by the way, you can get more of these with your promo code Bards, you know, that sort of thing. And they're going to be like, what are you talking about? You know, like, well, it's a, my pillow. And then they'll, but once they sleep on it, they'll, they'll love the pillow, even though they might hate Mike Lindell, but that's okay. So you do that. And then above that, then you can tell them, well, we've got some other things for you to listen to. These are great guests. And with that, they'll get a little sprinkle of God and a little bit of Jesus and a little bit of truth. And they'll go away and they'll feel like, they don't know what to do anymore. They're not sure if they love turkey or hate turkey. They won't know if they like pumpkin pie or not like pumpkin pie. But at the end of the day, they'll they'll finally find their way out of the pit of the confusion they're in. And they'll and that will all be because you introduced them to good voices and good ways of looking at God, hopefully. <laughs> that's seating the that's kind of like seating with a pile driver, but it still works. Not it works nonetheless. All right, Patriots, I'll see you tonight. Remember that. The next part of this is on the uh, Fishers of Men show. It's just Bards FM part two tonight, and I hope to see you all there. If you are traveling right now, please be safe. This is uh, There's some crazy people out on the road, and if they've been vaxxed, they're crazier than crazy. They don't even know what they're doing half the time. But be, be safe. If you're running late, remember turkey heats up well, even if you're late for dinner, so don't worry about it. And If you're late for dinner, prayers still work whether you're late or on time. So don't rush and take risks unnecessarily. This is is literally a kind of a dangerous time to drive. 
and there are some crazy people out there. But enjoy the time with family, enjoy the time with God, and enjoy the meal and the breaking bread. Shows regular tomorrow as normal, just so you know. Um, they'll be there all day with these guests, bended knee, same time, and Fishers tomorrow night, same time. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for the part two of this show with Resistance Chicks. Until then, or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
an old evil that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.